This episode contains content that may not be suitable for some listeners, including graphic depictions of violence involving sacrificial murder, dismemberment, and arson. Listener discretion is strongly advised. We're told it was security video that led Fort Worth police to this man. He stands accused right now of killing people in his hotel room over several days this month. According to an arrest warrant, the man told police that he believed that the victims were sacrifices. Does it make you want to hate murder, or does it make you want to do murder? Let's explore the darkness of mankind, one crime at a time. Welcome back to Rogue Darkness, the podcast that uncovers how the misinterpretations and misinformation surrounding witchcraft, the occult, and other beliefs have led many to do unthinkable crimes. From ritualistic killings and the demons that live in all of us, to exploration of the macabre and delving deep into the unknown, let's explore the darkness of mankind one crime at a time. I'm your host of The Grim and Gruesome, Raven. Let's go rogue and get right into today's chilling crime, the horrific case of Jason Thornburg, and how his extremist religious beliefs led to him committing a total of five horrific sacrifices, all in the name of his God. But let's start off from the very beginning. On September 21st, 2021, 41-year-old Jason Thornburg pulled up next to a large commercial dumpster outside of a motel that he had been staying at. Not realizing that every move he made was being caught on tape by a surveillance camera from across the street. Making multiple trips from his car back to the dumpster, once he had placed everything necessary within the dumpster, Jason then ignited a device, immediately causing a large fire to consume the entirety of the dumpster. Not knowing that the whole ordeal was being captured on surveillance camera, Jason thought he would get away with murder. When authorities arrived at the scene of the fire, they were met with a grim discovery. Within the dumpster were multiple bins containing the dismembered and now charred human remains. After a thorough autopsy was conducted, the remains were determined to belong to three individuals, Lauren Phillips, Mara Cruz Mathis, and David Luera. David Luera was reportedly Jason's roommate at the time of the murder, and his body was identified based off of a tattoo he had on his partially unburned back, as well as a penis implant that he had. Without those two identifiers, authorities may have not been able to identify his body due to the horrific state it was in from the fire. When police talked to Thornburg, an arrest warrant affidavit says he told them he, quote, believed that he was being called to commit sacrifices. One of those victims was David Luares, who police identified through tattoos. They also believe they have now identified two women who came to Thornburg's room in subsequent days. One was killed with a knife, the other strangled, and all the remains kept there until last week. It's odd that he could have been so, like, appearing to be so religious and spiritual and wanting to help people and stuff like that. And it's a little then, unsettling, isn't yeah, it? It's a yeah, it's, unsettling. It, it's, well, like I said, it made me feel like I want to throw up or something, you know? Upon discovering that the ordeal had been caught by a surveillance camera, after reviewing the footage, the cops did not know it was Jason at first, as the footage was not clear enough to show his facial features in detail. Rather, the cops could see that the vehicle Jason had driven up to the dumpster was a black Jeep Cherokee, and they were able to narrow down the possible suspects by cross-checking 7,000 local Jeep Cherokee owners. And since Jason was known around the area due to living in the motel, made it that much easier to key in on him. 
Detectives were able to locate uh, Mr. Thornburg's Grand Cherokee based on information that we were able to obtain uh, in an, at a residence in Arlington. We sent detectives out to that location to surveil that unit or surveil that jeep. We also were able to locate where Mr. Thornburg uh, was sleeping at night, which was a motel, the Mid Cities Inn in Euless, Texas, off of Highway 10. Detectives went to that location and were able to obtain video surveillance evidence that on the night of the fire and dumping of the bodies depicted a resident of the motel exiting a uh, room carrying plastic bins uh, with what we believe to be body parts of our victims. That subject made multiple trips to and from that location to add additional items to the back of his car. The time frame involved in those trips would coincide with the time it would take to leave from Euless, Texas and get to the offense location in Fort Worth on Monterey. We observed Jason Thornburg exiting a residence in Arlington where we were surveilling his vehicle. Three of my detectives approached Mr. Thornburg and asked him to speak with them. He agreed to come to us, come with us voluntarily to our office to speak with us. Once back at our office, Mr. Thornburg participated in a consensual interview with my detectives, during which time Mr. Thornburg admitted his involvement in the death of the three individuals that were recovered in the dumpster on Bonnie Drive. The authorities brought Jason in for questioning on September 27, 2021, where he ended up quickly confessing to murdering the victims, claiming he knew the Bible thoroughly and believed he was meant to perform human sacrifices to his God. Jason was promptly put under arrest the same day and was jailed on a $1 million bond. According to an article from azcentral.com, police have said that when they identified Thornburg as a suspect in the slayings of the three found in the dumpster, they were already familiar with him from a suspicious death investigation earlier in the year. According to Jason's arrest warrant, his roommate had been killed in a suspicious house fire in May of 2021. During his interrogation, Jason told the officers that he had slit his previous roommate's throat, then uncapped a natural gas line and lit a candle, immediately engulfing their home in flames. At that time, the medical examiner who investigated the roommate's corpse had not been able to determine the cause of death, allowing Jason to essentially get away with murder. People who met Thornburg at the motel said he often sat outside reading his Bible. He left postcards in the motel lobby for a local church. In a binder from a summer leadership conference he attended, he wrote on one of his worksheets he wanted to be a missionary, and his greatest strength was a sense of purpose, a sense of destiny that must be achieved. When the police asked Jason if he had committed any other sacrifices, he casually said that he had also sacrificed his girlfriend, Tanya Begay, back in 2017, when he was in Arizona. Near the Navajo Reservation, Thornburg was charged with domestic violence just days before Begay disappeared. Charges that were dropped by a judge because Begay wasn't there to participate. Tanya had been reported missing after her family didn't hear from her for some time. And although the last time she spoke with her mom, she mentioned she was going on a trip with Jason, the investigation into her disappearance seemed to have gone cold at that time. In December of 2021, Jason Allen Thornburg was indicted on capital murder charges in the deaths of David Luares, Lauren Phillips, and Mara Cruz Mathis. On Friday, February 18, 2022, a Tarrant County grand jury also indicted Jason for the five murders, and he now faces up to life in prison for murder and arson.
So that was the disturbing case of Jason Thornburg and how he brutally butchered five innocent people purely because he felt a divine power was compelling him to do so. This shows how mental illness, extremist beliefs, and immense spiritual misunderstandings can lead some to commit horrific crimes. Evil is truly all around us and can happen anywhere, at any time, by anyone, regardless of their spiritual or religious beliefs. Let me know your thoughts on this case, and if you have any questions regarding it, feel free to contact me at roguedarknesspod at gmail.com. You can also always reach out to me directly on my Instagram or Twitter, the handle at rogue underscore darkness. As always, be sure to share the pod with anyone you think would like it, and also be sure to leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you can leave a review. Rating, reviewing, subscribing, and sharing it is truly the best way to show your support, and it's always greatly appreciated. And I do have a Patreon, so if you want some personalized shoutouts and other exclusives, definitely check it out by visiting patreon.com forward slash rogue darkness. You can also check out my bonfire shop if you want to get your hands on some awesome merch. All the links for everything are down in the description box of every episode. And be sure to stay tuned after the outro music to hear a promo from one of my fellow podcasters, Morbidology. It's an amazing true crime podcast that I know you will definitely love. And with that said... That concludes this week's episode of Rogue Darkness. The darkness is all around us, and I can confidently say that reality truly is more terrifying than fiction. Until next time. Morbidology is a weekly true crime podcast hosted by me, Emily G. Thompson, author of Unsolved Child Murders, Unsolved Murders, Cults Uncovered, and Mysteries Uncovered. 911 emergency. My son shot my husband. I need an ambulance. He's bleeding. Each week on Morbidology, I uncover a new true crime case using investigative research combined with source audio. I just snatched it from her. My son had took it and it's like, I just hit her with it. Morbidology is a victim-focused podcast that mostly covers cases that aren't widely documented in mainstream media. I also like to take an in-depth look at any systemic failures which had a part to play in the crime. Do you know why you're here? For a uh, home invasion gone terribly wrong. Listen to Morbidology across all podcast platforms.